And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, the legendary John Bon Jovial, and welcome back once again for another hour of music, mirth, merriment, madness, and all those other M words. And uh, we are with an exciting show today. We've got some big news coming up, and of course, uh, talk with some indie artists and some great indie music, like, for example, a girl who calls herself Agnes and has released a song called Good Life. Breathing 
Uh, there you go. Agnes Emilia Carlson, known monomously as Agnes, a Swedish recording artist. She rose to fame as the winner of Idol 2005, the second season of the Swedish Idol series. Agnes has cited Stevie Wonder as her inspiration and has also mentioned Whitney Houston and Janet Jackson as musical inspirations as well. Agnes, check her out. You can find her all the usual places online. And uh, that's her brand new relief, Good Life. One word, if you're Googling it, the word Good Life. All one word. And look for just plain old Agnes. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? Well, I, I like the song. I'm not a huge fan of disco, as you well know. But uh, I, I was listening to this. She's got a nice melodic voice. And I'm and, and just thinking to myself, she reminds me of somebody and, and you and I were talking about it on the intercom just now. And just as the song was ending, I flashed on it. It reminds me of Debbie Harry from Blondie doing Heart of Glass. And uh, mm. which which was one of the few disco style songs that Blondie ever did. Uh, pretty well done, too. But she also you mentioned Gloria Gaynor and I mentioned Donna Summer. And I think that if you could combine all three of them together, maybe this is the sound <laughs> that we're talking about. Well, that would be that would be an interesting combination. Why yes, didn't uh, Maroder think Giorgio Maroder think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can't put the knock. Can't put the knock on Giorgio. He did a, a, a fantastic job with uh, with the artists oh, yeah. that he worked with. But, yes, uh, yes yeah, he did. It's an interesting sound, and uh, I think it's a, a very commercial sound. And we don't say disco anymore, by the way. We it's, don't. it's dance music oh, now. Oh, dance music, and, uh, yes, yes. And that makes it cool. Haven't you ever noticed? Disco, bad word. But you say dance music, and wow, yeah, everybody's up for it. So, I, you know, I remember listening to uh, Rick Dees in L.A. many years ago. And, uh, of course, back then, uh, the type of language that you could use on the air was much tighter than it is today. There's all kinds of things. That oh, I yeah. can't even begin to imagine saying some of the things that are said today when you and I were on the air. However, uh, the, no, the one thing it. that he did say, which I can remember very well, was that disco creates a vacuum. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember, and that has become that has become a mantra for uh, for people who hate disco music. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, precisely. Oh, how are things in John Bon Jovi land this week, well, John? We're just kind of hanging out and being hip here in the swamp. It has been uh, absolutely gorgeous weather, and I would have to say probably the best winter that we've had in easily ten years. The uh, temperatures have. Awesome. Not been too hot. Uh, we've had most days in the 70s and down into the 50s at night, although this week is supposed to warm up a bit. Uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I would have to say that this particular winter, anybody that is experiencing Florida for the first time probably is going to fall in love. In other words, you'll have a lot more tourists in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make a little bit more money, <laughs> well, one hopes. Hey. Exactly. You complain about the complain about the overpopulation, the driving, and all those other things, and then go home and count the cash you made off. Oh of well, it's absolutely, a, because <laughs> we may we may curse the snowbirds from time to time, but bless their pointed little heads, they do pay my bills, and I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, we have a very special announcement that. Uh, We've been just dying to make, and we finally have the release that we can 
go ahead and talk about it. So we're going to do that right now. I'm honored to announce that I was invited to work on the advisory committee for the Native American Style Flute Awards, the world's first global awards program dedicated to all players, makers, and instructors of Native American style flute. Now, the new NASA or NASPA website is up and running now. That's NASPA for Native American Style Flute Association, N-A-S-F-A. So when we say NASPA, you'll know what we're talking about. The site is naspahonors.com. Of course, they have all the information, the background, and what's going on uh, in the world of Native American flutes and uh, some huge announcements, too. If you haven't yet and you follow flute music, then like NASPA. Follow them on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Native American Style Flute Awards. Check them out. NASPA, their motto is Our Breath, Hearts, and Flutes Join Together in Unity. The advisory committee, of which I am proud to be a part of, includes Jan Michael Lookingwolf, the director, Robin Gentlewolf, program coordinator, Sean Justice, filmmaker of Justice Pictures, Stevie and Chrissy Shepard from One World Radio, Dana Reason, composer, musicologist, and recording artist, Tim Yett, producer, author, artist, Keith Summers, producer, composer, and performing artist, and little old me. And I am very honored to be a part of that and to bring the show into uh, into part of the Native American music world and uh, as part of our participation and consulting with the Native American Style Flute Awards, it's my great pleasure to announce the other part of our big announcement. The David Bowers Awards will be carrying the first annual NASPA nomination announcements. Now, this will be a special presentation of the David Bowers Awards. It will be available the weekend of February 28th and all the following week. So follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, as well as our social media postings for more information. And this will be carried on all services that carry the David Bowers Award. And uh, John Bon Jovial, we're proud to have you join us as uh, part of the program for the Native American Style Flute Awards. I'm thrilled. I, I'm just absolutely beside myself. This is a big deal. Uh, people yes, just don't realize this is a huge deal because, you know, the Native American population in this country is so influential in not only uh, mainstream so-called European white music, but just developing styles of their own that are just heart-rendering and, uh, and, and grab at your soul. So for something like this to come along and to include us in it, uh, hey, I'm just, I'm honored. I am highly honored by this. As am I, and we're looking forward to the, uh, to the awards nomination program coming up later this month. And follow us, keep up on what's going on. And what's really amazing, and I have learned uh, now having become a part of the, uh, the program, as it were, uh, it's not just North America. I mean, we are talking worldwide with some of the biggest names in flute music, in Native American flute music around the world. We're talking an audience literally of millions of people. And uh, 
some very, very big and well-known names. So it's not, it's not limited to just here in America or North America. It's worldwide. And uh, I have just been blown away by the participation. Check them out on Facebook. The following, the posts that people are putting up, the music, the videos, the watch parties. It is really awesome. Check it out. I know you're going to want to be here for that show. And as I said, that will be on the weekend of February 28th and all through that following week. So watch for it. Native American-style flute awards right here on the David Bowers Awards, where every show is an award show. And we want to salute uh, some of our people. We want to salute Mary Perry, first and foremost, accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on WRFZ, FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio, for the people of Rochester, and we thank her, and we love our audience there in Rochester, some great people, and while you're at it, if you're into oldies, don't forget to check out Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies, Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, you can find it right here online as well, and uh, check them out. As I said, this is the show where every show is an award show, we have uh, mentioned... Uh, our awards that we have coming up. John Bob Jovial, uh, we've got about one minute here. Uh, do you have an award for us this week? Oh, a problem. Well, I don't know if you want to call it an award or not. Uh, of course, as this show is being uh, recorded for air in a few days, uh, as we record this, last night was the 92nd Academy Awards show, and it was... Uh, you know, the hashtag had been circulating, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Oscars, uh, Oscars So White, I think. And, and I, I really think Something the, like yeah, that, yeah. I really think the hashtag should be uh, just changed to uh, Oscars So Bland because it was just a, it was a <laughs> snooze fest last night. It, it really was. I mean, there were some surprises. The, uh, the, the yeah. South Korean movie. Uh, I was glad to see that they were actually stepped out of their comfort zone and awarded a movie that probably deserves it. I personally have not seen it, but have read good things about it. Uh, there were some movies that uh, were recognized, and you know, while they were good, I don't know that they deserve to have an Academy Award. But so that's my award. My award is kind of a because I thought the Oscar, the Oscars were just. You know, I just said that <laughs> the, the Oscars were just, you know, just, just downright boring and bland last night. And I think the proof is in the pudding. They say the ratings were down again this year. So uh, we'll have to look and see what kind of excitement they give us or don't give us next year. Meanwhile, we've got our, uh, we've got our first guest standing by. We're going to music by Mr. Darren Michael Boyd. Amazing guitarist. I think you're going to like his unique style and some of the things he does, not just with the guitar, but with his music. Listen to Lifting the Curse.
There you go. Darren Michael Boyd. It's called Lifting the Curse. We're going to bring Darren in here right now. Say hello to him and uh, find out a little bit more about him. Hello, Darren. Hey, how are you? Doing great, hello. Darren. So glad you could be okay. here with us today. And uh, what an interesting composition. I, The first thing that struck me about your music and the way you present it is the songs are almost beyond a song as we know it, they're they're more like little operettas. Yeah, that's you know, it's really interesting. I I never thought about that. Uh, to me, I was approaching the writing pretty in a pretty similar way that I would write a song, you know, with vocals. Um, but of course, it does allow you the freedom to you know explore a little bit of uh, different territory, and you have to keep it interesting, right? Because there's no, no words there, so um, right. Yeah, so that's, that's well, you've uh, definitely, yeah, different way. You've definitely kept it interesting, and uh, the, <laughs> what struck me was the way the song will open up with uh, a feeling, a uh, kind of a mood setting, and then it will transition to something a little more powerful, a little stronger, and uh, then it's like later you bring in the whole orchestra and you've got the big, you know, the main fanfare and scene, and it, it just transitions like a like a mini operetta in those uh, in those terms what did you think john bon jovial i liked it and darren welcome to the show uh i i was uh just fascinated listening uh to the you know the peaks and valleys of your guitar work and that uh, you bring it up to a crescendo and back it off a little bit and then go back in again uh, so i guess my uh the obvious question at least to me that I have to ask you is how did you develop this style of playing? That's a really good question. Um, that's, yeah, that's almost, I'm not even sure how to answer that. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, I've just been playing for, for a long time. I love so many different kinds of music and yeah, I, in fact, it seems like I put less effort into the guitar of this whole album because that's my first instrument. I, I just like writing songs, but because I was wearing all the hats and, and doing the production and the different instruments and all that, the guitar was like second nature. So when I listen back now, I go, ah, I probably should have put more work into that that part of it, you know, as a guitar player. But um, either way, I'm still quite happy with the way it all turned out. Uh, what about what about so, the band? Uh, now, are are you playing everything, or or do you have some bandmates uh, uh, helping you out on this? No, I I did everything um, except wow. for one song, which yeah yeah. Um, but all that one, yeah, that's all me. Um, and it's like the drums, for example, are kind of a hybrid of me actually playing and programming <laughs> you know but i did all of that too, well it's amazing what you can do with a computer today we have we, we keep finding out uh newer and newer things every single day that can be done with a computer as far as programming music yeah. uh programming radio i mean it's just it's it's just the, sure. the nature of the beast and, and it's the technology that is here to stay but i'm glad to hear that you are putting yeah. yourself into it and not relying on the technology to give you the final result yeah, and then that actually it's a really good point because um, when I listen to the, the CD or the album, I actually have the physical CD, but um, the album, when I listen to it, I think there are a lot of 
um, human errors. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that's not perfect, and that's exactly what I want. I didn't. I want it to be, yeah. you know, a person <laughs> playing instruments, yeah, not, exactly. not a computer playing instruments. So, uh, which there's a place for that too, but that's not what I I wanted for this particular project. Well, that that's part of the expressiveness of music. It, it's like uh, a human expressing themselves. Uh, nothing is going to be expressed perfectly. Oh, Lord, I know. I listen to these shows and I go back and say, wow, that was a dumb thing to say. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's that's part of the expressiveness. That's, part that's of my life. That's makes, <laughs> exactly. That's part of what makes music soulful. Exactly. The soulful experience that it is. Now, listen, Darren, uh, you're, you're from yeah. Canada. And, uh, yeah. well, I know that, uh, what, around 17, you started working with a, with a band called Purgatory that morphed into uh, Boomerang, and people can find all of that online and read about your history and everything. What I'd like to know is what got you to that point at age 17 where you moved out like that. Where, where did Darren Michael Boyd come from, and how did he get to that 17-year-old kid? Oh, you know, it, it started when I was about seven. Well, I was seven. I still remember clearly I got my first Kiss record. You know, it's a pretty common story, I think, for, for musicians. So that first Kiss album, and then uh, probably within the same week or so, I got an Alice Cooper record, and that just changed everything. Um, and, you know, like they were my superheroes, you know? <laughs> and so I right, had learned, sure. Uh, I, I, I wanted to play music, um, wanted to write songs, and yeah, and that was just it. Uh, you know, it took me, obviously, I wasn't really going to form a band at seven, but I, it wasn't for lack of trying. Um, but eventually, you know, by the time I get to be about 16 or 17, found like-minded buddies, and uh, that's how it all started. Well, you've, definitely, uh, yeah. you've definitely come into your own, and... Uh, as I was saying earlier, the, your musical style, the way you present it, is really impressive in itself. And, of course, your talents as a musician go without question. I want to bring out a, uh, a rather unusual point. We don't get stories like this with uh, guests very often. But you have another talent, I understand, and that is <laughs> writing about reptiles. Oh, I, I write about them, but I, I also, um, I mean, I, I've had that business for, oh, many years. That's been my, my business is, is commercial breeding and doing educational reptile shows for you know, birthday parties and schools and fairs and uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I've been doing that for a lot of years. Um, reptiles became a passion you know is when i was seven this is the funny thing when i was seven i knew that i wanted to either be a rock star or own my own zoo and <laughs> i kind of yeah. kept i mean not exactly by definition but um i i kept true to those to the original vision of, of working with animals and music um uh, so it's well, an interesting Jody combination. You're working on a reptile-based book now, as I understand. Oh, is it about politicians? Um... <laughs> 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 yeah, no, don't get me started. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, really? um, let's see. Was, was it working on a book? I don't know. Um, 
Because I'm not working on one right now, but I'm not sure where that that came uh, It could have been notes from a from an earlier time, but it it, it indicated that you were uh, you were working on a reptile based book and that you were thinking of branching out into fiction. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's like I remember that from many years ago. Um, like no, that that didn't actually materialize because I got too busy. So yeah, that's the funny thing. I'm surprised that's still written somewhere. <laughs> oh, you know the internet. <laughs> once yeah. once it's there, it's there forever. <laughs> once posted, it that's never dies. About, yeah, and it's great doing it, interviews because people dig into these things and then ask you, and you go, "Wow, where did you find that?" <laughs> so. Well, that's uh, that's the thing we like. We like to do a little homework and know a little bit about the person. But the uh, the really great part is getting to actually talk with that person and learn about them from themselves. Now you've got all this music going on. What what are your plans for the immediate future? Uh, with with the album and the this this music, you mean? Right. Um, right. Well, uh, it's. It, fascinating because when I was doing this um, I didn't think there would be any sort of demand or anybody would care enough for that I would be playing live uh, this kind of uh, instrumental stuff I just thought it's kind of weird um, and you know people would like listening to it maybe be in a movie soundtrack that kind of thing uh, but apparently I was wrong there are a lot of people asking um, for live shows so I did one uh, with some friends, and we just kind of whipped it together. But I'd like to do something better than whip it together. Um, so that's that's hopefully in the future. We're going to work on a, a live show. Um, I am already working on a second release, um, which I I don't want to kind of jinx myself, but I'm looking towards the fall again uh, for a release. Oh, and, and more videos. I have some pretty crazy videos up on YouTube that I completely shot myself all, and edited all myself. Always a market for crazy videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, well, I hope that you yeah. keep us in mind. Hope you'll keep us in mind in the future. You do come out with some new music or something. Give us a yell. We'd like to, you know, we'd like to be of able course. to play it and uh, maybe have you come back here and talk about it. And before we play this next track, one thing I'd like you to do is go ahead and tell the people how they can find you, where they can find you online. Okay, well, uh, I'm pretty much everywhere except for Twitter, as far as I know. Um, so you can find me on Instagram or um, YouTube. Uh, please subscribe. It's lonely there. Um, and it's all Dare Michael Boyd, if you look up my name. Um, you'll okay. find all kinds of things that I don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> like stories from the past that you had forgotten. Yeah. All right, we've got about uh, oh, maybe a minute or so left. If you would, please, this title. I'm, I'm going to play this track because the title intrigued me. This song won't get played on the radio. Tell us a little bit about this one. I've had a theory since, uh, oh, since I was a teenager writing songs that if you mention the name radio in a song that the radio will play it. And so I thought I'm just going to be, you know, smart and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> see if I can use some reverse psychology. And it's funny enough, it actually did get played on, on the radio. And so, Hey, I was, I was sort of right. If you put the title, the song uh, radio in the, in the title. So 
anyway, that was where it came from, and I just thought it was funny. So. <laughs> well, it worked because yeah. you're going to be on more radio as soon as this show <laughs> is released, and uh, it's going to start in Rochester, New York, on Rochester Free Radio, and go from there, and hopefully okay. we'll get it on a lot more stations, too. Darren Michael Boyd, thank you for coming in and sharing some time with us, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again in the very near future. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Michael Boyd, and here is the song that won't get played on radio. get played on radio that's darren michael boyd right here on the david bowers awards our next guest who is standing by and waiting to come in and chat with us we played a song by him his newest release last week and uh, the response we got was so good that we had the chance to have him come and visit us this week and here he is ladies and gentlemen thomas claxton and land of extreme
Land of Extreme. That's Thomas Claxton, who's here to chat with us today. Hello, Thomas. What's going on, David? How are you, buddy? We are doing just fine. How about yourself? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, where can I start? I'm tired. <laughs> well, I understand you're on the road. I understand you're on the road. That's right. Driving back from Nashville today, and uh, I've been in Nashville the past four days, and literally the day before I was in Nashville, I had just finished driving from Los Angeles, California, back to my home in Savannah, Georgia, which took about four days. And uh, I turned north and came on up to Nashville, so I'm uh, on my way back home finally. I'm going to chill out for a couple of weeks. Uh, how do you keep from getting bored sitting around like that all the time? <laughs> oh, man, I, well, you know, just just knowing what's coming. <laughs> hey, that's some traveling. I know uh, our, our friend uh, who we've worked with for years, Cindy at Lady Lake Music, told us that uh, things are really happening for you, and we're glad. It's only been a year <clears throat> having a little voice problem today. It's only been a year since you were with us, and we're glad to have you back again. John Bon Jovial, I know you've got a question. Well, sure. I'm full of questions. I said questions, not the other thing. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, uh, 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 Thomas, uh, welcome back. You know, and we were, I know we were talking about this uh, during the uh, while the song was playing, that this is your uh, second official visit, but really overall your third visit. So it's awfully good to have you back with us again here on the David Bowers Awards. Uh, what has been going on with your life since the last time we talked to you? I know you're coming back from L.A. to Savannah to Nashville. And uh, what do you got for tour plans? And, and, and what do you have uh, as far as future plans for the, the evolution of your music? Oh man, well, I've been I've been focusing on promoting that new album Age of Propaganda over the past year and uh it's taken me all around the country so far. I did I've already done several tours uh in promotion of it. Went up to New York City and back down to Georgia uh last year. And uh like I said out to LA this time. I got some uh some stuff down in Florida coming up. Going to be going back up to Alaska, I believe in the near future. And uh you know, just doing a lot of cool stuff with that and i launched a brand new podcast at the nam show and uh you know so i've been focusing on things like that man just trying to you know move and shake do what i do you know never sit still for too long and just try to stay busy i understand you had a uh, had a heck of a time at the nam show oh absolutely yeah nam has always been really good to me and um you know, a lot of those guys in, that are involved in putting that together, I consider, you know, great friends and family in the business. And, and, uh, I've had a, you had a number of opportunities to work with them, you know, one-on-one cause I host an event, um, uh, that I help found and, and, uh, I'm also the promoter for up in Nashville that takes place every summer NAM. And, uh, a lot of the guys that are on the NAM committee and the NAM board, and uh, the CEO himself actually come out to that event and uh, participate and get on stage and play. So anytime I can ever, uh, you know, go back to the show out in Anaheim and kind of, you know, do my part and doing whatever I can to, you know, to contribute, which is what I think everybody should be doing in the industry. If you want to be a part of it, you got to contribute, you know, and then uh, I kind of dive at the opportunity. Uh, and it looks like it's working for you. Tell us a little bit about 
the music in the uh, in the album and uh, the the sound that you have created. Well, the song you just played, uh, "Land of Extreme," was kind of my uh, that was kind of my tipping of the hat to you know or my ode to uh, to, the, to the '90s grunge rock. You know, I used to uh, be a big fan of bands like Alice in Chains, and I loved how they took uh, took some of the darker sounding stuff. And, uh, you know, some people would even say it was, you know, I don't know, sad or something like that, but it was, they took that and they combined it with these, you know, these powerful chords and distorted guitar. And, and then they combined it all with the, you know, topped it off with the harmonies at the end. And that was kind of what I was aiming for on that last song there. But, uh, the album itself is just kind of my way of, of, uh, of kind of seeing things these days. And I gave people the option you know, asking whether or not they think the world is better or worse than what they portray it as on television. Because uh, at any given time, you know, the TV might act like it's the greatest thing going or it's the worst thing that ever lived. And, you know, so uh, and depending on perception and, you know, because in my opinion, it's all subjective. Uh, is it really as bad as they claim or is it a lot better than they claim? You know, so, uh, right. cause I think there's a lot of propaganda that's out there. So that hits the name age of propaganda. There's a lot of stuff out there. And I'm one of the people who doesn't believe that it's just quite as bad as some of the mainstream media tries to make it sound. But, uh, you know, that was kind of my, uh, that was my way of seeing the album and kind of putting a little more of a, cause a lot of people, when they see me, they think of, you know, acoustic rock and roll, but this album in particular does have some acoustic stuff on it, but it's also got some uh, little edgier type songs and a little more uh, in your face, uh, you know, rock and roll. And I was highly influenced of the nineties period. So that was kind of my, uh, my little tribute to it. Yeah. Thomas, let me jump in here for a second uh, and, and sure. backtrack just a few sentences. Uh, you were talking about Nam, and for those folks out there that may not be familiar with NAMM, fill us in just, you know, maybe for not even a minute or so, uh, what it is and, and, and your participation and your involvement in it. Sure, sure. Well, NAM uh, stands for the National Association of Music Merchants, and um, it's the largest music merchants convention in the world. And there's, uh, there's two of them that happen here in the U.S. Uh, there's the Winter NAM and the Summer NAM. Uh, Winter Nam is considerably bigger uh, than Summer Nam. I believe. I believe uh, this year they were uh, looking at a number of upward of 115,000 people that attended the convention. And um, I know the numbers for Summer Nam in 2019 were somewhere around 10,000. So the Winter Show is almost, or a little bit more than uh, 10 times bigger than the Summer Show. But basically, it's uh, it's an opportunity for the merchants and. Uh, and the dealers, the retailers, um, uh, to get, to get together and, uh, and make, make the deals, man. You know, let's, uh, let's see what new products are out there. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get it in the stores and, uh, make some deals on getting the stuff, uh, out there to the public. And it's, um, it's a very educational experience also. I mean, it's not, while it's primarily focused on, uh, retailers and merchants, there are, there's, there's plenty of room for the artist as well, you know, because somebody has got to play that stuff. So, um, 
you know, the artists go and we, uh, we get to sit down with the folks that made these instruments and these softwares and these different products. And, uh, we get to talk with them. We get to talk to these retailers and it's a great place to network, to meet a lot of awesome people. Um, even if you just want to go as a visitor, as a guest, just to check it out. Um, and you've managed to get a guest passport because NAM is an invite only, uh, convention. Um, even if that's all you're trying to do is just go check it out for a day. You get invited. There's plenty of stuff to see. Uh, you might come across some of your, some of your most respected, uh, celebrity performers out there. I mean, you know, guys like Stevie wonder and Motley Crue and different people like that usually attend every year. So you get to, uh, go to a lot of great seminars and talk to a lot of the people that are behind the scenes, you know, the, the ones that kind of, don't get necessarily a lot of the attention, but they're the ones that really make the gears of the industry turn. So uh, overall, I think NAMB is uh, is a highly um, uh, respected, and uh, it's it's just a great opportunity to go and uh, you know just kind of get a real insight as to what this industry is. That pretty well sums it up. Uh, oh, John Bon Jovial, that you were uh, that you were taking notes there. Before we let you go, Thomas, uh, I, I couldn't help but notice now. Why do you say your music has uh, has grown out of uh, partially, at least, out of grunge rock? Uh, I couldn't help but feel you've added a rather, I don't know, dark, ethereal, eerie atmosphere to it. Tell us about that side of your music. Yeah, well, you know, my music, I never really have much of a uh, much of a game plan for uh, for what I'm going to write. I always kind of go off of what I feel. And uh, that particular song that you just played uh, does have a little bit of a darker uh, feel to it. And, and it's that song actually spawned off of a uh, dream that I had. I woke up in the middle of the night, and it was a strange dream. It didn't make any sense, which oftentimes dreams don't. But um, I was literally walking out in the middle of nowhere, and I uh, was having a conversation with uh, with someone I couldn't see. And uh, I kept asking this person in the dream where I was, and and uh, he wouldn't give me a straight answer until finally he told me I was in some place called the Land of Extreme, and uh, right. whatever the hell that means. So, <laughs> so I woke up, and uh, you know, and I did all this without the help of drugs, believe it or not. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's saying something. Yeah, no okay, doubt. I hear you. Before we let you go, we've got about a minute left. Tell the folks how they can find you online. Sure, sure. So uh, go to thomasclaxton.com, T-H-O-M-A-S-C-L-A-X-T-O-N.com. Search for me on there, and you can also find me on Facebook at Thomas Claxton Music. Uh, Instagram, Thomas Claxton underscore music. And I'm also on Twitter at tclax underscore music. You guys can find me on there. And uh, all of my music is all in the mainstream uh, distributions right now. So it's on Google and Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, you can find access to get the new album on there and check everything else out. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Thomas Clarkston. Glad to have you back here with us again. Do keep in touch with us, and uh, don't forget to thank Cindy for turning us on to you and uh, getting you here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Clarkston from his album, Age of Propaganda. This is The Other Side of You. 
Thank you so much, Thomas, for joining us on the show today. Thank you also, Darren Michael Boyd, for stopping by, guesting, and sharing your music with us. John Bon Jovial, take us home. I'm on my way. Hey, folks, you did it again. Can't believe it. 
You did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are very grateful for your presence today. The David Bowers Awards, I am obligated to tell you, is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and also from the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona, and is available for free on Blog Talk Radio. You can also find us on all your favorite places to download podcasts. Of course, that is the David Bowers Awards. But I do want to mention specifically one of our newest participants, the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network on Live 365. They are carrying the David Bowers Awards. They're a bunch of really good guys. Let them know that you heard us right here on the David Bowers Awards. Be sure to click and follow our Blog Talk Radio page. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. And be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM. That's 106.3 Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio Sunday 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. UTC for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovable, legendary John Bon Jovial saying be good to each other, and we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.